Hey, hey, hey. This is Christina Combs with Beauty in a Bible. I pray that the Lord will bless, bless, bless any and all who listen. Please, please, please do a written review at the end of the episode. And that will help get the word out to anyone that has not listened. I pray many, many blessings upon you guys, and I love you so much. Thank you so much for supporting my podcast, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Good morning, guys. Um, <laughs> I am just getting all my stuff together this morning to do this episode. And I hope that it touches someone in some way. Um, I had marked this one because as you guys know, if you listen to my last podcast, I've been reading, um, oh my goodness, Healing the Soul of a Woman by Joyce Meyer. And I am right at the end of it. Like I have three chapters left. I could have finished it last night, but I was like, I really want to save those last three for tomorrow. So I'm going to finish those today. But I have gotten, oh my goodness, like amazing, amazing help from this book. Like I love this book. Um. <clears throat> And I had marked this page, I had actually marked two pages in this book um, to do podcasts on because they are wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. And when I got out here this morning, because I'm outside, I'm on my porch again. I love being outside. Like this is the perfect weather right now for me. It's like 50 some degrees this morning and it's not hot. It's not cold. The sun's not beaming down like it's perfect for me. And my babies are inside, you know, well, they're not babies. They're four. They'll be five next month. Um, but they're inside occupying themselves. And so, um, I'm just literally right here on my porch. Um, so I wanted to do this podcast. Like I, My friend Amy, she did a prayer journal for me. I know you guys have heard me talk about prayer journals and how that they really, really help if you have somebody on your heart that you want to pray for, that you feel like you really should pray for daily, you know, that's really in distress. Maybe they're going through a trial. Maybe they're, you know, facing health issues. Maybe, you know, they're facing marital issues, whatever the issue may be. A prayer journal just simply reminds you and helps remind you to pray for that person every day for 30 days. Now, mind you, like I said, in my last podcast, Satan had been fighting me really, really hard on my podcast. He'd been fighting me on my prayer journals as well. Typically, I would write in those suckers first thing of the morning, like as soon as I read my Bible, like I had a routine. I'd read my Bible, and then I'd go straight to doing my prayer journals. Let's just say I've not been doing that here lately. Like I read my Bible, I read a little bit of it, and then I um, stop and I get distracted with the TV or social media or something like that. And I have really got to get back on track because let me just tell you, you can tell a difference um, when you get out of your routine. The Lord will show you that he means business and that you need to be about his business rather than social media and what's playing on TV. Um, 
but anyways, so I had another one that I read last night, another chapter that I had read last night that I really wanted to do on today, and when I started out here, I'd done looked it up in my Bible, the verse and stuff that she mentioned in her book, and, um, because you know, you guys know I use King James Version, um, and she don't always quote the exact, exactly what King James says, like sometimes hers is NIV or the new King James Version or something like that. It, she puts it in terms that, you know, people that really don't read the Bible or whatever can understand, and that's actually a really good thing. She cross-references, you know, um, but I always like to compare, so, um, I get in here, you know, and, um, I get ready to start, um, I got ready to start, uh, the other podcast that I initially had on my mind to do today, and I read the verse in the Bible, and I'm like, what, you know, like, what, you ever done that, like, you read it, like, it's on your mind, and you're like, what, what does that even mean? Lord, what is that, you know? Well, I was like, well, now, come on. I've got to have the meaning to this if I'm going to do this podcast, you know. And I read it, you know, her page, and I read mine, and I'm like, okay, this this doesn't make any sense. You know why it didn't make any sense? Because it wasn't meant for me to do that episode today. It was meant for me to do this one. So, this is, in case you guys ever decide to get it, it's called Joyce Meyer, Healing the Soul of a Woman, How to Overcome Your Emotional Wounds. Um, This is chapter 13. It says, Learning to Live Inside Out, okay? And um, the part that I'm going to share with you is call it's titled the deposit okay and I feel like it's a really good read for literally not just us women but for everyone okay and I'm drinking my coffee if you hear me drinking I'm sorry but I had to have some coffee okay so in the deposit she says If someone went to your bank and deposited several million dollars in your account, you would be able to draw on it for the rest of your life. Just imagine how awesome that would be. You would be grateful, happy, excited. You certainly would not continue barely getting by in life when so much was available to you. We all know that's true. If someone went and deposited several million dollars in my bank account, I would go buy a house big enough for my family to where each of my children could have a room. We're talking five children here and then me and my husband, so at least a six-bedroom instead of this two-bedroom with bunk beds for my children. Um, I I would go get that big Suburban that I have been wanting for, oh my Lord, that has been my dream vehicle forever. I love a Suburban. I just love it. It's so roomy. 
you know, and it's full wheel drive and it's like the, all the qualities of a truck and an SUV and I just love it. Okay. Like that's my dream vehicle. I want that so, so bad. You know, will I ever get it? Uh, probably not. Maybe. Who knows? You know, if it's part of God's plan, probably. But if it's not in his plan for me, I'm good with, you know, whatever. Like I drive my Kia. My Kia is paid for and it's prayed for too and uh i mean i'm satisfied with it it right now with gas prices i couldn't afford a suburban like i'd be lucky to be able to take my child to school every morning and us living two minutes from the school if i had a suburban um but if you had all that millions of dollars in your bank account you wouldn't even look at the price of gas you'd just do it and go on you know um but she goes on to say, Jesus has made a deposit in each of his children. Each one of us that are his children, he has made a deposit in us. And she says, according to scripture, he has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. And then she quotes Second Peter 1.3. And in the book, she puts it, For his divine power has bestowed upon us all things that are requisite and suited to life and godliness through the full personal knowledge of him who called us by and to his own glory and excellence virtue. Okay? So if you go to Second Peter chapter 1, verse 3, it says, According as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue. Okay, he has given us all things. Anything that pertains to life and godliness he has given us. Whether or not we use it, that's on us. He has given us the power of prayer. He has given us the power to use the word of God. I just got cold chills all over me. Thank you, Lord. He has given us the power to pray healing. Whether we have the faith or not, that when we lay hands on that person, that they are going to receive healing will matter whether or not the Lord does it. You know, it may not be our prayer that gets it through. Because if we have any doubt in our mind, then we don't have it. We're not using it correctly. Um, Joyce goes on to say, please notice that, and she puts quotations around, all things are not experienced by us. Even though in reality they belong to us, unless we are personally knowledgeable of him and the kind of life he has called us to live. We have to add our diligence to the promises and exercises of faith in them in order to see them released into our lives. You have to put it to use. Just like, for instance, me and my podcast. 
What good was it doing on the days that I weren't posting? What good was it doing? I'm talking about myself here, okay? Because I wasn't using what God gave me. God gave me this podcast, okay? I can't expect it to record itself. I have to study the word. I have to read God's word. I have to pray and I have to thank God for everything that he's done for me and for each and every episode, you know, and give him all the praises and glory and honor for it or it's not going to happen, okay? Just like I've not told a lot of people this, but I have a big desire to play the piano, okay? We don't have any musicians at church. Our musicians have either they've passed on or they've fallen out or something, you know, like we have a little small church. Our bass player, like she says, there's no sense in her getting up there and, and just playing the bass when there's nothing else to go with it. Um, our pastor, before he died, Pastor Calvin Spicer, um, he was sending me for lessons piano lessons he wanted me to learn to play and as I got older you know like when I turned 18 and I moved out of my granny's house I quit you know I just quit I didn't fool with it no more I still know the chords I still know you know the keys and stuff and how to put it together but when I play it it sounds specifically like you can tell each chord you know, you can tell every time I switch, you know, how when some people play and it's just so beautifully put together and I mean, it's just, it's just beautiful. Mine's not beautiful. Okay. Mine's like, that's what mine is. And then we go to the next chord, you know, if it's louder, if it's lower, it's higher tone or lower, you know. That's the only difference you can tell in it. And then I have my left hand over here just hitting the keys back and forth. You know how a lot of people, like, they'll put that left hand in there and they add, you know, little extras in. I can't do it. But can the Lord give it to me? Yes, he can. But it's going to take me showing him that I, in fact, want it. Okay. So you guys pray for me because, um, like, I, I don't really want my granny to know right now because I know she would get super excited. And she's one of them that, like, when she gets really excited about something, like, she'll push you, you know. And I'm afraid if she were to start pushing me, as rebellious as I am, <laughs> that, um, I would just quit. <laughs> so, I'm going to see about um, maybe getting something for home, some type of keyboard for home to where that I can practice on it. And then there is a lady um, that I met. Her name is Charlene. Um, she came to church Sunday before this one that just passed. And um, she played, and it sounded so good. And she and I were talking, I think it was that next day, or it might have been that night, on Facebook. And um, she was like, you know, I told her that um, one of my desires was to really get into playing piano. And I was like, I know the basics, 
I said, but it just doesn't sound good. She said, well, did I sound bad? And I said, no, you sounded really good. She said, honey, all I know is the basics. She said, but when I get up there, she said, and the Lord's in it, she said, it's so much more than the basics. She said, it's like he just takes over. She said, that's what you do when you're really playing for the Lord. She said, and he's in it, he'll take over. Me, I'm very nervous. I, I, I know that the church would not judge me, period, and that they would just be super glad that I was up there making a noise to the Lord, a joyful noise, you know? But I want it to be beautiful. I want, because I feel like the Lord deserves nothing but the best. He deserves nothing but the absolute best that we can give because he gave his best and he gave us his all. And he continues giving us everything that he has. For instance, you know, he gave us his son, his only begotten son. He gave to us to die for us, to take stripes for our healing. So what I want to give back, I want it to be my all. I want it to be beautiful. I want it to be, you know, I want it to be the best that I, that I have to give. And that's going to take practice and prayer and praise and, you know, just giving it all to the Lord. So you guys pray for me because that's really one of the biggest desires of my heart. Um, so we go on and she continues on and she says, um, hold on just a second because I... Accidentally threw my marker out of my <laughs> out of my book when I picked it up there. So, okay, got it. I got it back where it was. Okay, so she goes on to say, if someone made the deposit in your bank account I mentioned above, but you didn't know it was there, then obviously you would never make a withdrawal. Lack of knowledge is the thing that prevents God's children from living the truly awesome life that Jesus died for them to have. She says, they simply don't know that it is even an option. They have no idea they can let go of the past and never look back or that they can experience healing from all the wounds in their soul. Do you know how you get that knowledge or where you get that knowledge? You get it from the word of God. Okay, if you're never reading your Bible, even down to us Christians, okay, it's not just sinners. The Word of God is not just for non-Christians. It's for every one of us. Amy and I, we call it the Living Bible because each and every time that we read it, we may read the same scripture 500 times, but you can guarantee we're going to get something different out of it each time because we're going to get what the Lord wants us to have at that time. That's why it's called the Living Bible. It's always changing. Okay, you get out of it what the Lord wants you to get out of it. Okay, and I call it food for the soul. I've heard so many times people say, my husband being one and my daddy being the other, I don't have to go to church to be saved. No, you don't have to go to church to be saved. You don't. I got saved in the middle of my bed praying for my daddy. That's when I finally gave the Lord my whole heart. I had claimed salvation before, but I truly had no clue what salvation was. 
let's put it that way. I'd even got baptized when I was married to my first husband. He and I got baptized in the middle of November. And I just thought that was just going to do it. That was going to fix our marriage. We were going to be the best little couple ever was. But son, just like Joyce, we do a lot of her devotionals. And I just, I connect with her so, so much because she doesn't sugarcoat it. Like she doesn't hide anything that she's been through in life. She tells it exactly how it happened. And, um, See, my husband, my first husband and I, we would would praise the Lord and sing and pray for people and stuff in church. And then as soon as we got in that vehicle to head home, he'd start cussing me all to pieces over this, that, and the other. And we'd argue the whole way home. And then we'd be good all week. And then when Sunday rolled around, we'd argue the whole way to church. And then we'd get in church and we'd, oh, you know, sing and go on, praise the Lord. And one of Joyce's, and one of her, um, and I think she even mentions it in this book, but in one of her devotionals that we were doing, in one of the videos that we listened to, she did the same, her and her husband. And all that was was Satan fighting them. And they really needed to get down and pray for one another and read into the word more, you know, and really get closer connected to God. But it was nice to know that I wasn't the only one, you know. A lot of people won't tell you that. There's a lot of preachers and stuff or a lot of Christians that are probably struggling with the exact same thing right now. And... It's going to end up causing you to get out of church and stop going because that's what we did. I let the devil talk me into, well, what did you sitting in there with him doing that? I would be ashamed to even go. I wouldn't even go. If that's how he was going to act whenever you left and on the way, why, you're, you're all are fake. Well, that was Satan talking to us because he didn't want us in the house of God. If it would have been the Lord talking to us, it would have been, you know, pray for him, Christina. Pray for him. Continue going. This is where you guys need to be. Continue on your journey. Continue on your path. Pray for each other. Read the word, you know. But that wasn't what was in my mind. What was in my mind was the church is going to catch on to you guys. The church is going to catch on to you all. You better get out of here. You know, this is not where you need to be. You guys are doing wrong. You know, the Lord's ashamed. Well, we were new. You know, we were new in church. Just starting out. The devil totally knew how to get in there. Just like my husband I have right now. He told me the other day to not pray for him no more. <laughs> and I, the reason I laugh and I get so tickled... <laughs> Is because um, every couple faces this, okay? If you have one that is the Christian and the other one isn't yet, keep praying for them. If you guys are arguing or whatever, just just take a step back. Say, okay, you know. If Even if you have to, let them feel like they won, you know? Take a step back and go over their head and pray. 
I go over Josh's head all the time. Like if he's in the bedroom, I'll go into the living room and sometimes I'll cry like a baby and pray at the same time. But you know what? Those are heartfelt, humble prayers. And the Lord knows our heart. We don't even have to speak. If you can't find the words to pray, then your tears send it all up exactly what you need. Okay? Don't ever feel like it has to come out your mouth. Like you can just, Lord, help me, you know? And your tears will reach heaven just like your words will. But um, the reason it's so funny is because my pastor, Calvin Spicer, Okay, I call him my papa because he he adopted me. He said he told my granny that I was his adopted granddaughter because <laughs> I grew up out there at church, you know. That's my church, you know. I've been going there since I think I was like four was when we moved and um, granny started going and she started taking me, you know, because I lived under her roof and under her roof I was going. I think it was mostly because I was the only one that she could technically make go <laughs> because everybody else was too old for her to make go. But anyways, um, I can remember when I was a little girl, um, Brother Calvin, you know, Papa, he would say um, that he got saved and he was going to this revival and he was a new Christian and you know, his wife, um, she wasn't saved yet, <laughs> and he said um, that he would get down at the bed, you know, praying for her, and said she'd get him right by the hair of the head, and she'd say, don't you pray for me, don't pray for me, I don't you ever pray for me again, you know, <laughs> and he said, I'd just keep on going, <laughs> he said, I'd just keep right on praying, he said, that wasn't nothing but the devil, you know, not wanting me to pray for her, because the devil knew that the Lord meant business and that if the desire of his heart was for his wife to be in the church house beside him, you know, that was exactly what was going to happen. And when Josh said, don't you pray for me, just don't even pray for me no more. The first thing hit my mind, <laughs> I could just see her just pulling his brains out, telling him not to pray for her, you know, quit praying for her. And um, he said it wasn't too long after that, you know, that because um, he had been going to revival and that I guess she thought he wasn't really going to revival or whatever. So um, she got ready one night to go with him. And uh, he asked her, you know, what she's doing or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to see where you're going. You know, I want to go see where you're really going. He's really going to church. You know, he's really going to revival. Well, she really got shocked. She really got surprised with her life. She ended up getting saved, you know, and uh, it just tickled me, you know, that my husband said the exact same thing. You know what? I feel like that could be a sign to me to not give up on praying for my husband. I, you all, I try to look at everything as, a, you know, a message from the Lord saying, hey, don't give up, you know. I could look at it as, oh, that was the devil telling him to say that or whatever. Could have been. But at the same time, it could have been the Lord's way of letting me know, hey, you keep praying because he's going to come in, you know. You keep praying. Even though he tells you not to, you keep right on because I'm hearing you. All right. 
Did I quit praying for him? <laughs> no. Because, honey, he needs it. I need it. He needs to get saved. That way he can pray for me like I pray for him. I mean, come on now. You know? But you guys pray for him because he does feel like, he feels like that the Lord has turned his back on him. That's what he tells me. He says, it does me no good to pray. The Lord don't hear my prayers. He turned his back on me a long time ago. But we all know that's not the case. The Lord don't turn his back on nobody. We turn our backs on him. Okay? That is nothing but the devil telling him that the Lord has turned his back on him. That's not the case. He's turned his back on the Lord. Because Satan has convinced him that the Lord don't hear his prayers. And that he's wasting his time. That's not the case. But the Lord gives us everything, everything that we need. When we get saved, he fills us with everything, everything that we need. But we have to listen and we have to have knowledge. And where we get that knowledge is reading the word and going to church and hearing the word. You don't have to be saved. You know, you don't have to go to church to be saved. But to grow stronger in the Lord, I do feel like you need to be there and hear the word of God. Now, mind you, I did not go yesterday. I didn't even call my granny and tell her I wasn't coming. But she drove herself to church yesterday. This is the second time. See, she had to do it once before because... Um, something, I can't remember what it was. I didn't go that day for some reason. I can't remember why. One of my youngins might have been sick. I can't exactly, I think we all had a stomach bug, it seems like. Um, but she drove herself to church, okay? Well, yesterday, well, Saturday, I had a little birthday party for my husband because his birthday was Friday and he had to work. So, Saturday, I had to take the boys back to their mom Friday evening, and I hated to ask her for any of her time, but, praise the Lord, she let me have the boys for a few hours for Saturday, which was her time that she didn't have to give up, but she did. And when I tell you all that the Lord moves, the Lord really moves, because I'm a stingy mom too, and I don't like to give up any of my time that I have with my children, you know? So I totally understand she don't want to give up any of her time because, you know, when they're with us, she's working. And they stay, you know, all night and all day until her last day at work and then they go back in time for her to pick them up from their memo. But she, I messaged her and I said, by any chance, would you be willing to let me have the boys for a couple hours I said to celebrate Josh's birthday with him, with him. I said, and if if you say no, I said, I promise it's no big deal. You know, I can always get a little cake and let them celebrate with him, you know, next weekend when they come back. And she said, no, she said, it's fine. She said, what time? She said, because we're going to do Easter here. And when she said they were going to do their Easter, I said, no, 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 no. You enjoy your time, your Easter, because she worked on Easter, and we spent the day with the boys on Easter. 
And I said, no, you enjoy your time. And she said, no, it's okay. She said, because we're not going to start the grill or be eating or anything till about six o'clock. And she said, so as long as it's before, you know, say have them back by three thirty, four o'clock, she said, be perfect. And I said, oh, well, Lord, I was going to, you know, 1230 to 2.30 is what I was planning. She's like, well, that's perfect. She said, just let me know when you're on your way and I'll have them ready. And I said, you have no clue how much I appreciate that, you know, and she didn't have to give up that time, but she did. Mind you, I've been praying really hard for her and my husband that they will, you know, have changes of heart and co-parent together as best for those babies, you know. But anyways, um, I went and got them, and it was just me and him and the five kids, you know, and we celebrated his birthday, and then I, I went to pick up a case of pop, mind you, with my back, I'm not supposed to live over, lift over five pounds, um, it was a 24 pack of pop but it didn't it wasn't even the whole pack you know like it might have had 15 16 pop in it or something like that and i was going to put some in the fridge because i didn't know how many people were actually going to come so i squat down because i don't lift with my back i lift with my legs so i squatted down to get the pop and then as i went to stand back up i was stuck so i was literally stuck squatted in the floor the kids run outside and they're like, oh, mommy's hurt, mommy's hurt, you know. <laughs> so he comes in, he's like, here I am squatted in the floor holding on to a case of pop. And he's like, what's wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm stuck. I said, I don't know, you know, if I can stand up or even move. So he helped me to stand up, mind you, I couldn't stand straight up. I'm still not standing straight. I'm leaned forward, you know. I, I'll say all the time that... Sometimes I have to walk being over like a little grandma. You know, them little grannies on their little walkers. And they, they're the cutest little grannies ever was. I'm not cute like that. I'm not a granny, okay? I'm not even 30 yet, you all. But I have to walk being over like that sometimes. But anyways. Um, so he helped me to stand. And I'm still kind of leaning forward. But I had to stand there for a few minutes before I could actually take a few steps. So I was down in my back yesterday. I'm still down in my back today. All from trying to lift that little case of pop. And you would think, well, my goodness. You know, I was so upset at myself. I was like, how in this world? You know, I'm 29 years old. This shouldn't be happening to me. But you know what? It don't matter what age. God has no respectable persons. And you all, you know. Yeah, I get mad at myself. I don't get mad at God. I get mad at myself, you know. But anyways, um, so I didn't call my granny and tell her. I didn't, like, I slept till 12 o'clock. Children don't never sleep till 12 o'clock. That's just not me. I'm up usually no later than 9 o'clock. Sometimes, you know, I'm up 5.30, 6, you know, sort of every time the Lord decides to put me up. I slept till 12. Mind you, church starts at 11. I have to leave here by about 10.30. To pick up my granny and get to church right at 11. Well, I didn't even get up. My granny had called and everything, and I didn't get up. Well, when I went to call her, I waited, you know, time to get her 
to get back from church if she went, and I, because I said, well, Papa, he'll take her out there and drop her off, because she ain't two minutes, she lives like two minutes from church, maybe a minute, and uh, I said, well, Papa, I'll take her, and he'll go back and get her, no, honey, she drove herself, she drove herself back and back, and she was so happy that she did. And I was talking to Amy, and I said, Amy, I said, Granny drove herself to church. As soon as Granny told me that she drove herself to church, message Amy, I was like, Granny drove herself to church. Drove herself there and back. And I said, you know what? I said, maybe I'm down in my back for a reason. You know, maybe I, the Lord, you all may be like, no, because Granny ain't going to do that. Yes, he will. He... You know, this could have been part of his plan. I'll, I'll be all right by next Sunday. But this, was, I believe with all my heart, this was his way of pushing her and showing her, you know, Sister Pearl, you're my child, and you can do anything for me. When we are going to do the Lord's work, and we're about the Father's business, we can do anything. doesn't matter how sick we are. doesn't matter how weak we are. It doesn't matter how down we are. When we're going to do the Father's work, we can do anything. I can do anything through Christ who strengthens me. Granny drove herself to church and drove herself home. She's only done it twice, you know, in over a year. She's done it twice. Because my Aunt Kathy, before my Aunt Kathy had hip replacement, she started going to church with Granny, and she would pick her up every morning, and she'd take her home. And whenever, you know, something come up when the grandkids or something was sick and she was afraid, you know, that she might be sick and bring it to Granny, Papa would take Granny. But she just drove herself twice. This makes twice. And I believe that that may have been the Lord's work in showing her, Pearl, you can still do it. You don't have to have them girls to take you to church because I will take you. You all, when we are driving, he is right there. He is riding shotgun every single time. He's right there in that passenger seat. Every time. I, I used to hate going places by myself. I used to be scared to death. But since I got saved, just like my trip to the UK to the doctor, I went by myself. Granny and Mom both was like, Lord, you should have let me win. I'd have went with you. No. Granny gets nervous as a cattail, and Mom talks me to, she talks my head off, <laughs> but I've got to where that I love going places by myself because I can pray, I can talk to the Lord, I can listen to my music, my Christian music, and I can sing as loud as I want to. I may look like a nutcase. As I'm going down the road. But it's a good thing I've got dark tinted windows. Is all I know. Or else. You know everybody would be seeing a show. But um. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. If I do I'm sorry. <laughs> but I'm telling you. The Lord will move. He will work. He will fix things that you don't even think. Just like her driving herself to church. You know. He was right there in that front seat. She didn't need nobody to go with her. She didn't need nobody to drive her because she had the best driver in the world in with her. 
And had Chip got sick, he could have took over. And he would have took over. How do you get knowledge? You get it from God's word. He has made the biggest and greatest, best deposit in our life. And how we choose to use it is up to us. How I choose to use it is up to me. If I, the Lord has blessed me with this podcast, I've slacked on it. If I choose to use it worldly, that's on me. Am I going to get a blessing out of it? No, I am not. I have the option right now to where that I could put an ad in the middle, you know, of um, my episodes and get paid for each and every episode that I post. But I don't want to do that. I don't want you guys to be listening to the word and then here come up some kind of big ad. God only knows what it is. You know, I don't want that. I don't want anything to interrupt this. I'm not doing it. Once I reached 50 followers, it was, you know, I could put an ad in there and get paid. No. I don't want that. You guys don't want to be listening and hear that. No. I put my little interlude in there. You know, my little, hey, hey, hey. I do that. But, I mean, nobody wants to hear an ad. And I don't get paid for that little interlude. That's just me. But, um. It's your choice how you choose to use the deposit that God deposited for your life. It's your choice. If you, you if you actually withdraw the benefits, you know, that's you. If you don't withdraw the benefits and you don't use them for God's work, that's you. But you have the opportunity and you have the best deposit ever was. So how you choose to withdraw that daily for the rest of your life is up to you. And um, I feel like that I'm at the end. And I love you all. Keep praying for me. That we can continue these podcasts. Um, maybe next time I might, you know, touch on... The one that I wanted this time, maybe I won't. Maybe, you know, it may be weeks or so or months down the road before ever I touch on that. But keep praying for me. Pray for my husband um, and my children, of course. And any time, like I said before, if you need prayer, I know that there's an option that you can comment on these. Comment on it. You don't have to tell your name. You don't have to tell what it is. Just say, pray for me. I'll use your little screen name. The Lord knows who you are. That's all that matters. I don't have to know who you are. The Lord knows who you are. The Lord knows who it is that comments. But I love you guys. And I hope to catch you in the next episode. May God bless you this week.